What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm Carrie Rowan, your host here on Syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or you can even ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com and evolve with us as we unite humankind in universal love. And so here we are today at Look for the Good. I can't wait to introduce you to my special guest, Lindsay Wood. Hi, Lindsay. Hi there. And so before, great to be here, I'm so <laughs> glad to have you. Super exciting. Before we get started, just a word from our sponsor. Are you thinking about going tiny? Maybe you've got land and you're not sure what your next step is or who will build your tiny home. Or maybe you're looking for a community that you want to live in. Or you've got land and you want to know the best strategy for figuring it all out. Well, Lindsay Wood, the tiny home lady, is your expert, and she will guide you in the right direction, connect you with the right people, so you can reduce time, energy, and money from having to do it all on your own. She's the creator of Go Tiny Academy, where go-getters are taking action towards their dream of going tiny. Visit thetinyhomelady.com to find out more. That's thetinyhomelady.com. And welcome again, Lindsay. We're so excited to have you here from Arizona today. Wonderful to be here coming in from Prescott Valley, Arizona. Lovely, lovely. So let me tell them a little bit about you. I'm just going to share your bio so they can get a feel for your really cool and unique experience, your background. Um, as I already discussed, you are the tiny home lady and you're on a mission to develop 100,000 attainable, sustainable tiny homes across the U.S., and as a real estate investor and green MBA, Lindsay believes attainable, sustainable tiny homes are a solution to the housing and climate crisis. Lindsay is creator of the Go Tiny Academy, getting buyers, investors on the path to go tiny. She guides them. She offers Go Tiny VIP tours at tiny home events so people can get answers to all their tiny home questions. Her Go Tiny Showcase connects innovative companies with builders and buyers looking to get the best products and services in the industry. Lindsay's been featured live on Fox KT. Oop, KT. You're really stumping me with this one. <laughs> KTVU and KUSI TV, CBS, and in articles on Business Insider, East Bay Times, Tiny Home Lifestyle Podcast, and Press Democrat, among others. So thank you for joining us today. That's quite a very incredible bio you have, Lindsay. Well, I'm I'm really up to big things, right? I mean, small small homes and big things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the contradiction in that. You are doing big things with small things, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of companies that build tiny homes are like, you know, go tiny, live large, right? There's a lot of that because it's true. A lot of people want that tiny home lifestyle, reducing the amount of stuff or size of home that you've got to clean, heat, cool, maintain, et cetera, et cetera. And the ability to just squeeze it down a little bit, you know, go back yeah. to the future is what we like to call it. Because in 1950s, the average size square foot of a home was a thousand square feet. That's unbelievable. You know, that's funny because I saw a stat and I quote this in my talk that I give. And it said that we are this generation that lives in the biggest homes ever square foot of any other generation before us. But the irony is we've lost the connection, right? Nobody's 
coming over. Nobody's visiting. Nobody pops in. Nobody's just allowed to knock on the door and say, hey, can Carrie come out and play? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I love what you're doing because you're you're bringing community to homes, right? And that's one of the things you do. And I love how you create communities and you are bringing people together. So I, I, one of the things you said to me that really struck that I loved was how people spend their whole lives trying to get that big house and why, for what? you know, and then the kids leave and you're stuck with this big house. So how do you solve that problem? And what do you think are the benefits of going tiny? And I want to start with, you know, I don't want to be known as the person that's like a hater on big homes here because I grew up in one, right? I, I definitely experienced the 2,500 square foot home child life. Uh, my parents still own one that's 1,900. The joke was we called, we said, Hey, mom and dad, you're going tiny. And <laughs> have a place However, what I've found for most people that are going tiny is they've lived that lifestyle. The kids have left and now two of their cats are using like two or three of the rooms. <laughs> so they're taking stock of like, hmm, maybe we want something different or the kids are still at home and they're in their 20s and maybe they could be in the backyard. And so this, this whole notion of a smaller home lifestyle is actually complementary to the homes that already are in existence, right? We're not going to like tear down the ones that are already there, but it's about how to look at the land that they do have. Like look at the family homestead, right? The old days, that little house on the prairie might've had an accessory dwelling unit in the backyard when some of the girls got older and said, I'd like to have a family of my own, but I don't need to move half across the country. I'd like to be right in your backyard to share a cup of sugar or to knock on the door and have dinner together, but then go back to our own worlds where we listen to our own music and watch our own, you know, TV shows or, you know, not have to deal with each other's dishes in the sink, right? We've all had roommates in our pathway, right? In college, you name it. Those are some of the biggest issues. So that's really the focus on multi-generational housing, which is, I would say, the biggest number of people. And, you know, if someone says, like, what's your typical person buying a home? It ranges from the people that own the home to the people that have owned the home to the people that are wanting to get that starter home, right? From the millennials mm -hmm. to the boomers, we've got the full range available for them with a smaller home footprint. I love that. And I love the idea of putting them in the backyard. You know, it's like, like you said, borrowing a cup of sugar, it, it keeps that community together and the family and the lineage and the, and the generational thing, you know, the grandparents spending time with the grandkids. I love that concept. I think it's really, really powerful. And it is really where the world needs to go because we've lost that connection. We've really lost that connection with social media and everybody on their phones. And we've lost that human connection. If you ever see a group of young kids together out at dinner or something, and they're at a table, nobody's talking. They're like this, you know, it's like, so this brings that together. I feel like this is a solution for so many things right now in the world. Um, talk to me a little bit about your green MBA. I find that fascinating when we were first talking, share that because I think that people will really love to hear about that. Absolutely. I was about to sneeze there. I'm like, okay, I need to look at <laughs> get it out. <laughs> uh, so the, the green MBA was a solution to my travels around the world at, when I was 30. And when I got to India after like nine months of living in Thailand and teaching English as a second language, I actually got sick. I got myself the amoebic dysentery, the whole thing, and almost died. And so that was a big wake-up call for me and my life and went through a big transition there and came out of that about, well, I would say six months later after I came back from travels, I wanted to travel more, but my body was like, nope, you're done. Came back home and recuperated and really had the question of what am I going to do now? You know, now that I've had this big life exchanging experience, saw the world, sustainability was the number one thing. Now, that wasn't even a word back then. Wow. Um, the word green wasn't even a thing either. But environmental uh, business and, you know, really thinking of myself as a business person, I wanted to learn more found this program, the Institute for Environmental Entrepreneurship. So the word wow. of entrepreneur and environment piecing together, that eventually morphed into a green MBA. And I'm so excited to be a part of a, the 300 alumni that are out there in the world. If you're ever a green MBA out there, you know, reach out to me. Uh, unfortunately, the program bounced around for a number of things and actually ended up, you know, going away. Kind of like who killed the electric car video. 
But the cool thing is now we've got sustainability programs in most schools. You know, it's either mm. as an elective or some kind of course. Obviously, you know, climate change, all those other things are really present in, in the world um, versus when I started in it. So it's so great to have gotten that wealth of knowledge from a group of people that were just dedicated to saying, you know, maybe people, planet and profit should be considered versus only profit. I love that. The three Ps. Yes. That's really powerful. And you are a trailblazer because this is way before, like they, like you said, green wasn't even a thing, you know, organic, all these things wasn't even our language, our catchphrases. So you've been on the cutting edge of this, which is, I love the depth of knowledge that you bring about this topic. Tell people if they don't know, maybe there's some people who don't know what a tiny home is. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's define that a little bit. Yes, that's wonderful. So a lot of what came out was my friend Jay Schaefer, there he was sitting in a RV, a little tiny, tiny airstream, like the smallest little cute baby one that you can imagine. In the winter, snow is all around him in Iowa. That RV is very cold inside because the walls are very thin. And there he was pumping a lot of heating into that RV. He didn't own the land below him. He was um, very much traveling like before. Well, RV traveling has always been a thing. Usually it's for people that are retired. Now they hit the golden road, right? Uh, for him, he was in his 30s and working and realizing it would be so great to have walls <laughs> that could keep the cold out and keep the warm in. And so that was really where he started thinking more. He's in architect school, started imagining what could be a different design than this RV, still on wheels because he didn't own the land below him. He wanted to be more of a digital nomad. You know, back then the internet wasn't as strong as where it is now, where we're zooming all over the world mm -hmm. and able to access all over the world, but he still had that desire to move around. That really has evolved. When we say the word tiny home, it's really a marketing term because you could think of a tiny home as an, uh, someone living in a van, someone living in a school bus, in a home that's actually got the walls and the structure. But what Jay really started was a movement that actually grew up literally to 400 square feet because we're building them to the RV standard called ANSI. Mm -hmm. And that is the park model RV standard, thicker walls, bigger widths. You can go up to like 12 and a half feet. Um, actually think 15 feet around the country in some States much lower where the tiny home industry really specializes is that 10 to 11 feet wide. Mm -hmm. The eight and a half wide is road legal. 10 wide, you got to get a permit. Usually a transporter will get the permit for you. And then when you get into a lot 11 wide, now you get the wide load sticker. We see them traveling and transports all over the country. Oh, yeah. But that eight and a half to 10 is that sweet spot with the wheels, also known as chassis or movable tiny homes or tiny homes on wheels. There's a lot of names for them. Uh, but I like to teach a lot about the different building standards that are out there. And really, we as the industry used the existing one. We are also looking at making our own standard, but that does take time. Mm, that is super cool. I love that. Just the concept, uh, the freedom that comes with that, you know, and just we haven't even explored this own country, a lot of us, you know, that where we live, you know, and to be able to do that and be able to be, do that in a comfortable way that's your home, that feels like your space, that's more than just an RV is a super cool idea. And the fact that you could go to different communities and have different communities that you belong to, that you travel around. Talk about the ultimate snowbird, right? You've just described my life for the last five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm right here in Arizona, Prescott Valley, never lived here in my life. Um, we are one hour from Sedona and there's a really cool concert. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, actually an hour and a half from Flagstaff, two hours from the Grand Canyon, hour and a half north of Phoenix and that whole metropolis. So we have got this like amazing opportunity as a hub to really go and see this part of the country that I've never seen. I've never been to the Four Corners. I've never been to Antelope Canyon where the light at a certain time peers in and this beautiful canyon uh, that's well sought after, like millions of people have seen these pictures of this canyon, but I've never been inside of it. Oh, that sounds it's amazing. So, it's a gem here. It's a desert, you know, desert living. We're in the high desert. So we're also 20 degrees cooler than Phoenix. Mm. But just about a year ago, I was in San Diego with our tiny home, which is 32 feet long, eight and a half feet wide. And it's traveled 10,000 miles 
around the country, Texas to California to Colorado and back. Hasn't been to the East Coast. It's a little bit of a journey, but really enjoying the West Coast reality with our tiny home. I love that. I love Arizona. I, there's a special place. There's something so magical about Arizona. And I love that desert living because I like the cool nights and the hot days. I haven't been there in the summer. So ask me if I go there in August, how much I like it. But I do love that. And it's magical. There's a lot of spiritual stuff. You're by Sedona. You know, there's so much really cool stuff going on there. And people are so connected to the earth there. And I like the, um, you know, the light pollution rules and that you had to build things into the environment there. It's just really magical. If for people who have never been there, there's something pretty great about living there, I'm sure. Yes. And it's so great because I can zip over to New Mexico, um, where you talked about, you know, the earth ships actually are another form of housing that someone, uh, I forgot the name's man's name. He actually is called Garbage Warrior is a movie you can watch. Really cool guy that really said, you know, we test cars, we test airplanes. What about testing different housing structures and architecture? And that's really what became Taos is the uh, the earthship in the Taos area, which is a great thing to go and see. I love architecture. In fact, here in Arizona, I'm really impressed with their commitment to advancing into that modern design and architecture. Mm-hmm. Love that. Great. Love yeah. that. And the and the muted colors so that everything looks like the environment. It's not like, you know, strip malls, you know, like it's not like Florida or somewhere where there's this, I feel like it's all strip malls. It's beautiful. You can just gaze out and not feel offended by all this commercialism everywhere because it's built into the land. It's part of the land. It's, it's very interesting and unique. I love that. I will live there someday. <laughs> In my tiny home, maybe. So- yeah. Exactly. So where do you see all this? Where do you see the future of housing going? Well, perfect question, because the world of tiny homes on wheels is oftentimes who we get called initially by because people see it on TV. They mm-hmm. watch Tiny House Nation. They fall in love. They go on YouTube and see tours of tiny homes. My friends, Tiny House Expedition, have a great channel for people to just explore what uh, how other people live. Um, but usually they're the wheels. So there mm. is this whole other movement of just tiny homes on permanent foundation where they could either be, be built on site or off site. And that's probably the biggest delineation of where we're going with our housing. We've always been familiar with, you know, I'm going to build a home, we're going to build an on site. That involves, you know, people coming to a site, that involves bringing the materials to the site, that involves, okay, what's happening with the weather right now? Is it too hot? Mm. Is it raining? Is it snowing? But if you go to a factory and build offsite, also known as modular prefab factory built, now we can build in the factory what could normally be considered an offsite, an onsite build, bring it to the site on the wheels, put it off the wheels and on a permanent foundation. Now you can appreciate the property value. It's considered real real estate. And we can really tap into that small movement. And be somewhere in the thousand square feet or less. That's really what I consider a small home. Mm-hmm. And get into the tiny and what's really tiny. There is no guidebook on what exactly is tiny. Um, back to that 1950s, thousand square feet was the average size of a home. Now it's 2,500. So anything less than that, which a thousand is like less than half of that average square foot. So if you get into the 500, 600, 700 square feet, that's not going to be on wheels cruising around the country, right? <laughs> but it can be delivered there in pieces as a kit, as a complete unit, um, and then put down on the foundation. And a lot of people actually want that, especially for the ones that have land. And the laws and ordinances of the zoning codes do not allow for an RV to be placed in the backyard. And that mm. still is what our tiny homes are being considered even though they're built with two by four construction, looks exactly like you'd build an onsite. In fact, just an example, one of the tiny homes that is next to me right now in this park is uh, R30 in the floor. That is the insulation value and R30 in the ceiling and R19 in the wall. I'll tell you right now, there are homes out there that don't even have insulation because they were built so long ago that they have to like break holes in and then fill in the insulation. Mm -hmm. We're building beyond what regular housing is being built to because we also know what's coming. We want to build 
so that we can be considered just like regular real estate, only that we're on a chassis. Or we're on yeah, I love that. That's super cool. And how do you have to shift your mindset? How would somebody shift their mindset um, to be into this tiny home mindset? Share a little bit about that because then we're going to go to a break and come back. So share a little bit with that. Simplify simplifying your life. That is probably the number one reason why people want to go tiny. Other things like we mentioned, they don't use in the home. Mm-hmm. Kids um, they're looking at the mortgage bills and realizing I would like to retire early. Um, there's people that have already been there, lived there, been there, done that with the big home. And they like the smaller space. They like the access to the things that really bring them the joy or mm-hmm. the value that they hold and nothing more. Right. I think what we've also gotten into in our culture, just like the big homes, we've often gotten to big, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And does that stuff necessarily bring us all the joy that we want? Not so much. Not so much. That's why it's down in the basement. As my right. husband says, where things go to die. <laughs> or the attic or the garage. That you or the garage. <laughs> I love that. Don't go away anywhere. Come right back. We're just going to have a quick little commercial break. So stay tuned, everybody. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. So 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs, and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. 
Hello, welcome back to Look for the Good. We're here with Lindsay Wood. We're talking about tiny homes with the tiny home lady. And we were talking a little bit about the mindset and why people are really moving towards this. It's really a powerful movement. And let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned right-sizing our American dream. What does that mean? Well, I like to look for the good in American culture. And one of the best things that we've already got is this American dream, right? We've all been raised with it. I think it really speaks to home ownership, right? The white picket fence, you know, that's always been the way that I've been sold it and heard about it. And so what I like to call is right-sizing our American dream. If you need the big home because you've got, you know, a bunch of kids running around and you need space, great. That's a perfect opportunity for you to have that big home. If you've already lived there, been there, done that, and you want to downsize because you want to simplify your life, you feel that travel or experiences has more of a place in your life, or maybe being the grandma on the backyard of the kid's property in, you know, 400 or 500 square feet would bring you more joy than your home, like, you know, 3000 miles away. Cause those are real experiences. I'm, I'm speaking, you know, in generalizations, but I've actually spoken to actual people that have these experiences. And I, myself, and there I am in my late forties with my husband living in Marin County after paying hundred thousand dollars in rental income, realizing that I would like my own size of my American dream. And I don't need a lot of stuff. I live that life of having so much stuff. My husband and I, when we went tiny, I think we counted 80 spatulas because he was a killer. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, we don't need 80 spatulas. We're putting utensil devices, right? That we just start accumulating mm-hmm. and such and such. So that was really something we wanted to simplify. We wanted to travel and we wanted our own piece of the American dream and home ownership. And so that's exactly what we did. And we set out for that. Along the way, our builder went bust in the middle of the build. And one thing led to another where we had to go from custom tiny home build to surprise DIY. And there and behold, after eight months of us finishing our home, we hit the road and really found ourselves in like really my my career path. I didn't know that was going to be that path. I didn't know that I would be eventually consulting with other people and guiding them on their journey to go tiny or evolving this go tiny academy but it all stemmed from my american dream of home ownership that is so awesome i love that and then was all this birthed out of it i love that the 80 spatulas is hilarious because i'm thinking how many spatulas i have in my kitchen right now um and so how did you where did the academy come from where what idea sparked that what were you thinking to yourself how did you evolve and say hey this is what i want to do to help people so during the blood sweat and tears and joy and laughter tour which was our aka our build right <laughs> you, there we are getting the call from the builder saying hey your unfinished tiny home um is here and we're going out of business wow not all that everyone wants to get right no so happened to us that took, like I said, about eight months to build our home and then set out and hit the road. Now, fortunately, in my family, I have my brother's a welder, dad's a handyman, my husband's amazing at handyman. We had already flipped some homes. We didn't do all the work, but we had contractor, we had places to build. So we had the support we needed. Um, I'm pretty handy with a drill, even though I did, you know, sand my own arm once. But that doesn't count. <laughs> You know, all those things happened, but we still persevered. And then when we hit the road, we found ourselves doing 12 tiny home festivals, conferences in that year of 2019, because what was going to happen March, 2020, COVID Mm -hmm. hit. Mm -hmm. So somewhere, somehow all that compression happened for us. And then during COVID, it was like, huh, got some time on my hands staring at a Zoom box. Right. And that's when I realized I was already helping people the end of 2019, doing like tiny home discovery calls, uh, consulting, figuring out what were the ways that I could help them after what we experienced. And of course, the first thing I was talking about is how to hire the right builder. What are the things you, for? What are the things you need to know about? Because we're a brand new industry and you're going to have all kinds of people coming in with bright eyes and bushing tail thinking they can just go get rich quick. This is not the industry for you if you think it's going to happen. It takes time. It takes perseverance to build quality homes, 
for people that, you know, have those desires. And there's people that do cut corners out there. Um, sadly, I've got at least, I don't know, dozens of stories of people having builders go awry. And so I really wanted to protect people. And then after working one-on-one, I started working one to many, and that's when really the Go Tiny Academy started happening. I went from doing webinars to putting it into a course and on Kajabi, because I found myself, you know, finding the right platform. And I'm so happy to have like six training modules. We also have the elite package where people get consulting with me as well as get on those weekly calls to take their project and make it happen. Because it's not something that you do in an instant. It's not like going in a store and buying a shirt and walking out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. There's so many pieces to it. It's much more complicated. But I love that you created this roadmap for people. And then you also offer them support, your coaching, because you've been through it. When somebody has lived through it and you have created a business out of it, you know the ins and outs. And I love the surprise DIY. If you ever find yourself in that situation, you know, you're not going to learn it by turning into the, you know, the the building channel, um, HGTV. So this is fantastic because it's real live step-by-step. Here's how you do it. And here I am to support and guide you. And and you're a coach for them, which is really powerful. And the biggest pieces actually really has shifted from early days. I was like, do you want to build it yourself or have a builder build it? Because this whole industry came from DIY. Well, the evolution that I saw happening and actually called it, we're going to see more models. We're going to see more builders turn to dealers and have more sales reps because Really, the builders mm. are ones building the home, going off to the festival, going back to the shop. You know, it's like, look, get your sales force. You know, we're a growing industry. So we're going to see the things that other industries have. Like, you don't go to the CEO of Toyota and say, I'd like to buy a car. You right. Go to the car, right? <laughs> so manufactured home industry, same thing. They only sell through retailers. But our industry is very much a buy. A, buyer will go direct to a builder. They will oftentimes just shake the hand of the builder, but our industry will grow. We're going to see more models. I've got builders that, you know, do still offer, look, we'll build your shell and then you can finish it. Mm. But those are becoming more rare because you really have to have the skill set, the desire. It's either time, energy, money, right? You're going to trade off one way or the other. If you really want to learn how to build and you've got some skills, great. You're going to be great for a partial DIY, Mm -hmm. a hybrid. Or if you're like, no way, I already have enough work on my hands, I will paint the house or I'll decorate it. I'll have a builder build it. Mm -hmm. That is 99% of the people that are are looking to go tiny are going to have a builder build it. Mm -hmm. And so in addition to that, one of the biggest things I teach about the three pillars of going tiny, the land, the finance, and the build. You got to check off all three boxes. Mm -hmm. Is your property? Will what you want to do be allowed? on that property, right? It's called, um, I take my hand and I put it sort of flat. This is zoning. What is allowed and what is not allowed. Mm-hmm. And then I take my other hand and put it straight up and down. That is the building. What is the building standard that is being built to? These two have to talk. Mm-hmm. Building standards, zoning laws, and all those things like permits at your local jurisdiction are usually the things that most people have never learned mm-hmm. because they bought their home from a realtor And all of that was done for them. Right. And now they're wanting to buy the idyllic land and put a tiny home on it. I hear it all the time. And this is the area where I guide people the most, strategizing how to look for the land, how to talk to realtors, how to identify what's going to work. And then who are the professionals that you need to connect with to learn about that property that you either own or want to own? Mm -hmm. We don't want anyone into property that doesn't work for them because I've heard too many stories. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. But you've been in there. You know this industry so well. You've been doing it longer than almost anybody else, which is why you're such a great resource and an expert in this. I love that. I keep thinking of my mom. Like, you know, she's got this one house in Florida, but she likes to come up here and spend summers with us. And wouldn't she love to have her own little spot of heaven, you know, where the dog wasn't barking and the kids weren't yelling yes. and, you know, like, but yet be right there to you know, experience our family and dinner and all that stuff. So I love that idea. It's it's a solution on so many levels, especially now that we have these kids with failure to thrive, you know, and failure to launch even. And so they're in their parents' homes and this is a nice way to downsize and yet let them feel like they can manage something of their own and learn all those things of responsibility and being a homeowner and all those things that come along with it. Um, what would you say? I love that you said you love 
looking for the good, obviously, in all of this and the shift in people's mindsets about what they need and how we're all trying to downsize in a lot of different ways and simplify our lives. What would you say is the biggest emotion? What is the biggest thing that you've gotten out of downsizing and just being, I mean, I can see the joy emanating from you. What would you say is your biggest emotion that you can offer to other people that really draws them in? What are most people looking to gain from this? Pride, excuse me, pride. You know, we have been taught where the, you know, go out, make it happen, just do it. All the slogans we've ever heard. Um, but home ownership is absolutely a part of it. It's also investment, like just doing the right things with your money. So what you just described about having your mom in your backyard is an emotional connection for you and your family, right? You're going to have these amazing memories of your, your kids or grandkids and just anyone, any families out there that want to have that connection. Um, that goes deep. That's priceless. Like you can't put prices on that, right? Mm-hmm. That that just is amazing beyond pride. I'm almost speechless about what is the word for that. But in addition to that, you're being responsible for your own investment of a property. We are stewards on this planet. Mm-hmm. We are only here for a blip and then we're gone. So what are we doing while we're here? And in the world of real estate, let's appreciate the property value. Let's appreciate the fact that families can live there on the same property. You know, let's say long after you're gone and you put a home on your property, someone else can look at that property and go, oh my God, this is perfect. We'll live in the back house. We'll have someone else rent in the front and we're going to go travel. That happens Mm -hmm. all the pictures that are also opportunities because it's not our fault that wages in the seventies were only two times or sorry, house prices in the seventies were only two times our wages. Now it's six to eight times. Wow. A lot of economics that are working against us. Mm -hmm. It's someone's fault that they the housing prices have gone incredible and that their wages didn't keep up right there's a lot of things going on here of course economists out there help us right get some mm-hmm. get something going on but we've also had a lack of building since the 70s yeah and that's amazing this law of economics and supply and demand that's what we're also dealing with so wages supply and demand all those factors coming back to I would like to own my own home I don't need to own a mansion Let's see how this goes. Because a lot of people step in these sides of these tiny homes and go, this is bigger than I thought. Yeah. And it feels good because you feel like you're doing something green. You're doing something for the world. You do you mentioned something too that I think would be attractive to a lot of people is if you do have that big house, you know, and maybe it's not a good time to sell. And you're renting that sort of like a VRBO, which is so popular nowadays. And then you have a tiny home in the back. And like you said, use your resources now to travel around the world and see all the places that you have always wanted to see and bring your family while they still want to go. You know, there's so many cool options that it it puts into people's laps. I love it. So, hey, everybody, don't go anywhere. We're going to skip off for a quick minute for a break, but we'll be right back in a jiffy. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at dreamvision7radio.com. Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings, all you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. 
It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello. Welcome back to Look for the Good. We're here with Lindsay Wood, the tiny home lady. And is this a fabulous conversation? Let's talk a little bit, Lindsay, about this issue of the American dream, right? We feel like we're constantly running and going, and we're always having to reach for more, the bigger house, the bigger car, all of these things that we've been kind of sold uh, growing up. How have you shifted that mindset to really show the value? And 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 how do other people look at that? How can they look at themselves as maybe they don't want to go to that job? Maybe they don't want the big house anymore. What's the big shift that tiny homes can bring to other people's lives? This is such an important story that we've all, you know, gotten into. And you know, supporting America and working jobs, those are all great. For some people, they recognize that they may have something inside them that really needs to come out as an entrepreneur. They want to do a, you know, they may have a side hustle or a side hobby that really speaks so much to them, but being able to actually have the resources to maintain their life might be that they reduce their housing size. Because oftentimes your housing will be often what you go and work for. We were facing that reality. We were in Marin County. Everything around us was a million dollars. And those were fixer uppers. Wow. <laughs> right? They were outdated kitchens, right? Mm-hmm. So to look at that, to dive into that, that means I would have had to maintain a certain career path, a certain job, and always been in that. Some people also want to just take breaks. I mean, I'm kind of jealous of the teachers and their sabbaticals, <laughs> right? Like, why are just teachers getting sabbaticals? Why not? <laughs> You know, we're talking mental health here. And after what happened with COVID, uh, there's a lot of attention to mental health and having breaks more than two weeks in a year for American culture too. You go talk to any European and they're like, two weeks, that's not enough. Whatever it may be, right? More travel, more vacation, less home to manage. Uh, the opportunity of downsizing means that you reduce your financial footprint meaning that you may still have more opportunity. You might still work that job, funneling money to your retirement and retire early. You might still work that job and say, you know what? I'd love to work here, but guess what? I need six weeks off a year. I need two months off per year. And if you're really a you know sought after person and you can call those demands and keep your job, great. I did have this one woman I met in Texas, uh, this beautiful village uh, called Tiny House Village in a village farm in Austin, Texas, 10 minutes from downtown. She realized, looked around, she had the American dream, she had four bedroom home in Texas, and two of her cats were using two of the rooms. That was it. And she realized that she could keep her job, she loved her nonprofit job, 
She was working 40 hours a week and she could go down to 20 hours a week and do more gardening, do more of the hobby type of stuff and just have more expansion in her life by just going smaller. And she had this big wraparound deck with a big garden. She had enough, you know, big kitchen in her home and her loft bedroom is because she was younger. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has to do the loft. You can also do downstairs bedrooms. And so she really saw that she was going to create the life that she dreamed of. And this is the opportunity that tiny homes present themselves. I love that. It's making dreams come true on a smaller level, but that's really where the world is heading. I feel like, like, just like you're saying, we, we realize, you know, this whole big resignation, you know, the great resignation with, with COVID, you know, they, people realize spending more time at home. They liked that the connection they had with their family, making dinner every night, not being in the car, commuting to work back and forth, you know, zoom us here today talking from Arizona and Massachusetts, right? It's like, the power of the internet. We are the Jetsons, you know, and <laughs> we're living the Jetsons. Minus a little food, minus the food <laughs> that just comes out with a pill. <laughs> right? I never give up that experience of the eating because it, with, you need to use all those spatulas that you have. So um, right. <laughs> to cook with them, but it's true. It's like, where are we heading? You know, and I, and I just love this shift in mindset to be able to dig down. Like you said, what is that calling inside of me? Because if you were to summarize for everybody, or you were going to do, you know, some sort of a, a survey on people, are you living what the life you intended to, are you reaching those dreams? Are you feel like there's something bigger in your life? Are you making enough of a contribution? Because if you don't have that, you can have the house, you can have the money, you can have all that stuff and still feel empty inside. And I feel like this is a way for people to do it now. Like you said, retire early, find a way to do it now. Or half retire. I mean, you know, like the woman's, you know, she took 20 hours a week. Maybe you say, if your job can work it out, and obviously with Zoom, I can go and live somewhere else. I mean, that's what we saw was the big, not just the big resignation. We also saw the big flight. Uh, San Francisco left to Tahoe. Right? The entire Bay Area that I'm from literally goes to Tahoe because they were like, we don't have to come in the office. We're out of here. (laughs) We live in Silicon Valley. We can sell our, you know, our, our $3 million ranch home, a four bedroom in Palo Alto and go and buy a bigger land or that's where we've seen the big transition of people traveling and moving so many places in additional to the digital nomads. Like I'll just go live in Airbnbs Mm. and travel around the country, whatever it may be. We have never had it this good and this interconnected and where that really speaks to is the ability to really write what it is you want to do in your life. I love that write your new American dream, right? You know, I love that. It's so powerful. And to step out perhaps and be an entrepreneur like you did and share with other people all this knowledge that you've gained from being in real estate for years and everything that you know, and you're giving people that a little slice of heaven, a, a little the ability to be free and go and pick up and move from California to Arizona or wherever you want to be and experience and really live life. And, and that's li- looking for the good right there in a nutshell. And I look for the good all the time. That is something that I feel like I'm super grateful that I've been raised by the amazing parents that I have, Bob and Linda Hassett. And <laughs> they're very much the entrepreneurs that I was raised by. My dad was a uh, in the army and then got out of the army as a civilian and became a physical therapist. My wow. Exactly. The, the nutritional health line and did multi-level marketing, you know, so she could stay at home. She didn't, after 10 years of being an at-home mom, to go back into the workforce, she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm going to do my own thing. So I was raised by entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I get not everyone may have that example, uh, but I did. And if you don't have that example, look to other people that have that, you know, lifestyle that you're looking for. You know, I realize it's not easy, right? I have my own like ups and downs as an entrepreneur. And this is what I tell my husband, like, this is, we are living the life that people are dreaming of. Mm -hmm. And I also learned that in high school, I chose to go travel in my 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee that when I hit 65 and I retire, that my body wants to pick up a backpack and go haul it around Europe and Asia and all that, which I can tell you right now is not the reality. Then they're done that. Right? Drag the little suitcase along. <laughs> you know, so it changes. And mm-hmm. I saw my aunt also, she worked her 
butt off until she retired. And then she did travel, but not to the extent that I feel like I'm so grateful I've done. So if people are out there going, should I do it? Then maybe there's ways that if your dream of what you want to do out beats the story that you've been driven, question that story, question the propaganda and where it comes from. And you may look for support in other areas, like family members and people around you may all live the lifestyle that is supporting a certain, you know, focus in this world, Mm -hmm. but you want something different just because you do. And if it's bugging you enough, go find the people or at least start living that way and you'll find the people. Amen. And find a mentor. I always tell that to my clients. You you, you need a mentor like you. You're a mentor for this. And you were raised by two entrepreneurial spirited parents. And I love that. So find a mentor like Lindsay that can, that can show you the rope. She's been there. Find somebody who's done it. You can shorten your learning gap, right? That all this new information uh, tremendously by finding somebody to follow and watching and just following what they did. And I love what you said. Don't be afraid to rewrite your story. Rewrite your own American dream to your dream because that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the beauty. We can do what we want, right? And find a way to rewrite that and question the things that have been handed to you, the things that you just assume, those, we call them BS, belief systems that don't serve you any longer because this can be part of it, right? Why have I bought into that? It really doesn't feel right to me. Well, you have the choice, just like you're saying, Lindsay, I love that. You have the choice to rewrite that in a really a new and powerful way. And that's fabulous. And if your parents, your kids are watching, right? They're watching how you play a role in this great, wonderful society. And if your dream is going left unattended, then this is the opportunity, you know, because I do have a lot of people that are owners of property. Uh, Those are really the ones that I'm calling out. That's my big ask is if you've got land, we need your land to create more density and infill housing. That is the attainable, sustainable pathway. Big developments, big apartment complexes, that just means more sprawl, more roads, more everything. We've got these little cute backyards everywhere that really need some attention. Turn your grass into cash or put one in the backyard. I love that. Turn your grass into cash. Tell us again, where can we find you, Lindsay? Where can we find out more about your work and your classes and your seminars? TheTinyHomeLady.com. And of course, on social, on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at TinyHomeLady. And on TikTok, I think Go Tiny Now and YouTube, Go Tiny TV. Love it. Go Tiny TV. Woo-hoo. Look her up. Find her. You can find all this incredible information. And thank you so much for being with us today. I've learned so much. It's been such an uplifting conversation because it just makes me feel like there's so much opportunity. People can redefine their dreams and have their own American dream just the way they want it. And This is the housing breakthrough now. We are disrupting the way it's been. And we're here. We've got you. I love that. So find her, go find her at thetinyhomelady.com. And one last word before we leave from our sponsor. Are you thinking about going tiny? Or maybe you've got land and you're not sure what your next step is or who will build your tiny home. You're looking, or maybe you're even looking for land and you want to know the best strategy for figuring it all out. Do you want to live in a community or develop one of your own? Well, Lindsay Wood, as we spoke to her today, the tiny home lady is your expert and will guide you in the right direction. She will connect you with the right people so you can reduce your time, energy, and money from having to do this all on your own. She's the creator of Go Tiny Academy, where the go-getters are taking action towards their dreams of going tiny. Visit thetinyhomelady.com to find out more today. Go to thetinyhomelady.com and say hello to Lindsay. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here with us today and look for the good. Thank you so much. Go tiny. Go tiny. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. Life, one and the same, a simple creation.
This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. <laughs> 